have my mic? Mic check. Yeah. Okay, okay. Great, great, great. Try to remind me when I come over today, please. Because uh, I may need it for work, if you can believe it. Okay, great. Yeah, I can get that. I'll put it in with the now three salad dressings that I have to give you. Oh, no. Yeah. Would you, you like to know? You are lucky I've got headphones on. Because <laughs> oh, I know. Claire is already like, Hillary is not going to like this very much. <laughs> so we got uh, the Italian that you left. Okay, yeah. Um, we have uh, Cesario. Oh, very. What kind of is it? Creamy? What? what it's cre- it's what a creamy it? Cesario. It's a creamy Cesario. Creamy Caesar. It's okay. an organic, yeah. Okay. And um, then a very fancy buttermilk ranch. Oh wow! Where did you get all these? <laughs> uh the grocery store. Why are you getting them and then Food just Emporium. giving them to me? Mm, they're not to my liking. <laughs> <laughs> You have like an incredibly high rate I, of. I do, I do. I don't know why I don't. Anyway, we don't need to go into it now. But uh, just suffice it to say, at some point with your microphone, I'm going to sneak in three Se- bottles of salad dressing. Several ranches. Well, those all sound fantastic. So honestly, thank you. The last ones you gave me kind of stunk, honestly. But but these ones sound like uh, top top tier. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, let me know on the down low. And uh, maybe we can keep <laughs> this this underground salad dressing uh, exchange going. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, do you want to get into this nastiness? Yes, folks. You better welcome back to another episode of Maybe Next Time. I am your host, William Bluer, with my co-host Simon McCormack. Nets Nation, that's no bull. <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all thing Bob Turner's Ford Country. <laughs> no bull. Uh, which will be relevant to approximately zero of our listeners. <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless you happen to grow up in or around the Albuquerque area and are familiar with Bob Turner's Ford Country. Yes, and if you're familiar with the Nets trouncing of, uh, oh, of the, the Chicago Bulls, this Bulls. Week. the Chicago Bulls. Okay, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put that together. Um, but well, we if did you didn't, win a game. then there is absolutely no way anyone's listening did. So, yes, well, as we do each and every unrelenting week, Simon, we talk all things Nets Nation, uh, and we have a great show today. This is the the midpoint of the season, so we felt it was appropriate one. To do a mid, give Simon administer a midterm exam. It's uh, a it's I, a it's a ten question exam, Simon, not uh, multiple choice. Yeah, I was out partying last night. I should have been studying. <laughs> I shouldn't have taken that bong rip before I showed up to this. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my bong. <laughs> uh, it's not the study aid you always thought it was, is it? No, no. Uh, then we're going to give each and every Nets player a grade. And I realized, uh, uh, I was just talking, telling Claire about what we were going to do. And I realized I had forgotten to add Kyrie to the list. So I'm going to have to extemporaneously come up with my Kyrie grade. The rest I've, 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 you know, reflected long and hard on, on what, what they deserve. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to go have a little fun with Jared Allen in Cleveland because the Nets are heading to Cleveland um, sooner rather than later. I think Wednesday mm-hmm. is the game. 
to pick up some ramen. But before that, Simon, we do have a little bit of Nets news to get to, as I'm sure you're aware. Yes. Um, first things first, let's start on a high, Simon. Big win against Chicago. Let's pretend like we didn't lose to the Blazers or the Thunder. Uh, two right. teams uh-huh. who are essentially competing for who gets a better draft position. So right. not terribly yes. competitive squads. Spanked <laughs> us. I mean, the Thunder really brought it to us hard. <laughs> but the thing we all need to care about and focus on is that Big W against Chicago. It's our first win against a quote-unquote good team. Yep. Simon, you have been wringing those little hands all season. Not little, sorry. Normal-sized hands. Uh, they're smaller than average. No, come think. on. They're just hands. Average for a lady. Ring- <laughs> okay. Just like my height. Uh, wringing your hands about about whether the Nets can beat a good team, blah, blah, blah. We go out, and we just smack the Bulls. Yes. Uh, so I imagine after that one singular event, you now have no concerns about the Nets being the best team in <laughs> wipe, the NBA? Wipe them away. Um, no, I, I was – I mean, that is definitely the best win of the year uh, for many reasons. Obviously, as you said, best team we've beaten all year. We demolished them. None of our stars – well, I, no, that's not true. I was going to say none of our stars played in the fourth quarter. James Harden did, but he was light duty. Um and uh but it was over by the third quarter by the end of the third quarter um and uh it was fantastic like you know Kyrie didn't even have a good game he had like nine points and that was four or five assists but like it it was just the team was just they had 35 assists it was just a beautiful beautiful offensive game the Bulls were obviously coming off of um a, not obviously, but they were coming off a game the night before. <laughs> Nothing could be more obvious. And <laughs> and and uh, right for for all you Nets heads, you know the Bulls schedule. Um, uh, so you know some caveats there. I didn't have Caruso, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like a, a demolishing of a good team, right. and further proof. You know, I think we're now like sixteen and three, seventeen and three when those when those guys play, including in the playoffs. I think sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome, and they and we didn't have Joe Harris, and we didn't have Lamarcus Aldridge, so we were we were banged up too. Yeah, totally, and um, and like they, those three play together. Like it's interesting to me. Well, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's interesting to me that they seem to pass more when it's the three of them versus just the two stars, you might think, I suppose that like you would, you would have a more team centered offense if you didn't have three, um, shot creating isolation, um, heavy players. But like, I guess it's just the fact that, you know, even Kyrie will like, and he did it several times. Like Kyrie will pass up a shot. If he sees someone who is just wide open, Mm-hmm. Um, and and that happened several times. So right. I, there I are a lot more people wide open when those three are playing too. Yeah, totally, a- absolutely. Um, so you are or are not worried about the Nets anymore? Well, I'm still worried because Kyrie doesn't play many games. And well, and... Simon, as you very rightly pointed out last week, Kyrie by paying a simple fine. Yeah. 
can play every game for the rest of time. This story has picked up quite a lot since our last podcast. I'd like to say we had some role in it in this story yes. exploding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the provenance can be linked back to us for sure. Uh, <laughs> so Woj is talking about it. People are talking about it. Should the Nets pay a fine? Just let them play. Where where are we at in that story? Since I'd say you are the newsbreaker in this. this yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, 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 a sigh, um, a sigh splash. Um, I, I'll work on it. Uh, but I think a sigh splash. That's your Woj bomb. That's my Woj bomb. My sham wow. Right. A sigh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We are gonna have to work on it, but but yeah. that's good for now. Um, we could just sort of sit in silence while we think about it in our heads for about 10 minutes, uh, and then check back to what, what the best ones we got. Um, so I, yes, I'm, I am, I, I do agree, you know, clearly, yes, that has reached uh, mainstream, uh, scoop hounds, um, that idea that, that the Nets could pay a fine and, and just let Kyrie play. But then Woj, the same day that he saw, or almost the same day, I feel like, went on um, NBA Today with Malika Andrews, former Nets beat writer. Um, shout out. Uh, we knew her win. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's been, uh, been in the block before. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, not for a full game, but, you know, no, condescended no, to come right. down for a few minutes. Right, exactly. Um so, um, but, but he, he then said, you know, well, I guess like the, there's like an NBA rule that says that if a player is, um, forbidden from playing according to local ordinances that, that the NBA wouldn't allow him to play. I, my reaction to that is one that is, you know, too bad. That is an obstacle to overcome, but I don't know about you, William, but, uh, the NBA is an entertainment business. It is not in the business of some sort of like objective, moral, health-based, you know, like uh, best uh, health practices and and you know whatever. It, it is an entertainment business that um, would do better if the Nets have three stars, especially as they continue to hemorrhage audience ratings, etc. And we're suffering an attendance issue, you know, attendance problems. I'm sure Omicron has hit that as well. Like they're not in a position to to take the high road here. I would suspect, though, again, this is this is based on nothing but my own um, my own intuition that if it really came down to it, especially in the playoffs and the Nets told the NBA, like, we'd really like to just pay this fine here. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find it hard to believe the NBA would stand in in the way. Yeah. You know, we'll pay quadruple the fine, whatever you want. You know, (laughs) it's really just such a, um, it would be a completely insignificant amount of money for them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So your, your guess is Kyrie will be back full time by the playoffs. That is my, yes, that is my. By hook or crook. Yeah, and and right, and maybe maybe they'll get maybe the Adams administration will give him the uh, that exception they were looking for because he's like lives in New Jersey, so they would count him as a visiting player. Like, I could see that happening. 
I, I just think it's going to be, and I definitely do not see with each passing day, again, really, really unlikely Kyrie actually gets vaccinated, uh, unfortunately. But, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, final bit of news, and this one was a head-scratcher to me. I tried to read maybe one of the articles about it, but um, didn't find what I was looking for. Katie was fined for some uh, comments he made. Just cursing. Cursing. Like. For cursing. Yeah. Do you know what he said? That uh, was what I was looking I for, and I could not find details. I I do not know. I do, I do not know exactly. I, I mean, I, I've heard him curse um, before. I mean, in, these in players post-games. are cursing all the time. Like what? Cursing in the wrong setting? Yeah, cursing at his in his media availability after the um, after games. Okay. Okay. Well, fascinating stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad we can now, unless there are other unless there's other news, Simon, that I'm missing. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I I think. Um, oh, um, wait. Did I? I think I may have sent you something else. Uh, let, let's let's go to something, and if it's something truly Im- important, I can I monumental. Can right. I mean, obviously, a bit concerning that we lose to the Blazers and the uh, Thunder, but Thunder, yeah. you know, we oh many people weren't playing in those games. Sorry, I remember what it was. Um, Joe Harris. In... Oh yeah, that was a big one. You're right. You're right. So Joe Harris, folks, you'll know that I am no fan of the Nets medical staff, and it looks like they got another one here. They they took a man with a sprained ankle and turned him into a months long injury case. Oh yeah, um, definitely no other. Uh, highly resourced, highly paid medical staff in the world <laughs> could possibly get away with doing what you just described. But yeah. the Nets do it better than anyone else, honestly. They uh, they make a, a mountain out of a molehill, Simon. Exactly. And now, so they're keeping these timetables that I think are being leaked by, uh, by Joe Harris's agent, if I had to guess, not the Nets. But, you know, it was like, Four to six weeks after surgery, that's that's gone. Um, then Woj recently was like, "Oh, it'll be you know two weeks." He's about to ramp up, and then Steve Nash later in that in this week said something like, "Well, he can't. He's not really able to do everything that he needs to be able to do to start ramping up." Um, so that's horrible. Like it has been. He was hurt like November fifteenth or something. It's now January fifteenth. He's been out two months. There's no sign of him coming back. Uh, that is ridiculous for a sprained ankle. Yes, although I would argue that his absence has actually, at least um, for me, made me think he is a far more important part of this team than I was <laughs> acknowledging prior to his absence. Well, that's... the offense has looked miserable, and I know it's you know much more largely. Uh, related to Kyrie's absence. Sure, sure. But Joe Harris plays a big part in making that offense look as good as it did last year. So Yes. Uh, we miss you, Joe, and we wish you uh, made enough 
it, we wish you were paid like a, a KD so that you could forego the Nets medical staff and get your <laughs> right. your own team of doctors because that's the only way out of this trap. Uh, yes, exactly. It'll be seasons before we see you again, and uh, you know our sympathies are are with you. Um, reach out to us, DM us if you need help. Um, but I'm I'm afraid you're in it for the long haul at this point. Absolutely. All right, Simon, it's time for your midterm exam. <laughs> okay, uh, I, 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 I haven't crammed. Oh, you've crammed, you've crammed. You've got better net instincts than anyone I know, Simon. <laughs> so this is a 10-parter, a okay? A 10-question ten, okay. ten exam. Basics, basic stat trivia, basically. Okay, I'm gonna ask you who's best and worst in various in various categories. You're gonna shoot from the hip, and we'll see what how you do on your midterm. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, uh, so we'll start with the most basic ones. I'm not gonna do obvious things like who has who's averaging the most points because we all know those. Okay, so I'm gonna give you ones that aren't immediately obvious. Okay. Okay. So, first one. Best field goal percentage. Um, Which net has the best field goal percentage? I'm going to say Dayron Sharp. Do, 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 do. This one... Uh, is a tricky one, and I was stunned when I when I found out who it was. It's DeAndre Bimbry. Oh, shooting fifty eight point five percent from the field. He also has the highest true shooting and effective field goal percentage. I should mention this is of players who have played twenty five games or more. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, um, okay. well, that that would have been nice to know. That yes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We can give you. I can give you. Uh, I'll let you guess uh, who's number two. Oh. 25 uh, games or more 25 games or more 25 games and this this will count this will this will obviate the last one okay thank you um i'll say um kevin durant uh, oh. lamarcus aldridge oh, and then kd is that. number 3 kd is number okay. 3 um but isn't that interesting about bimbry it certainly is. All right. So question number two, Simon. Who has the best three-point percentage on the team? Again, 25 games or more, so Joe Harris is not not an option. Um, right. Okay. I'm going to say Bembry again. Yes. Nailed okay. it, buddy. 44.4%. Obviously a career best for Bembry. If Bembry was, had a career 44 or even 40 average, he would not be on this team for the price we're paying him. Yeah. He apparently is a shooting superstar. Obviously, uh, he doesn't shoot a lot, so these numbers are... are uh, Probably not a reflection of how good a shooter he is. Uh, our second best three-point shooter, Patty Mills, and third is KD. All right, so you're one for two, Simon. Uh, next one, who has the best free throw percentage on the team? Kevin Durant. Yes. 
Okay. Nailed it. Two for three. Followed Thanks. by Harden and then Patty Mills. Uh, who, Simon, is leading the Brooklyn Nets, the championship favorites, in rebounding this season? Wow. That's crazy. No, who is? Oh, who is? Who is, yeah. Oh. It's a question. I'm going to say James Harden. James Harden nailed it. Hey, all right. James Harden is our leading rebounder. KD is second, and LaMarcus Aldridge is third. Uh, Kind of makes you feel like maybe we need a a real big on this team, doesn't it? Well, we've got one, William. It's Dayron Sharp. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. My God, that guy is incredible. Um. (laughs) All right, so you're three for four, Simon. You came out of that the the basic part looking pretty good. Thanks. Uh, now we're going to move on to more advanced stats. Uh, which net has the best offensive rating? Best offensive rating. I know I sound like a broken record here, but Kevin Durant. No. It's Patty Mills. Oh, wow. Patty Mills, best offensive rating by far, followed by LaMarcus Aldridge, and KD is third. Interesting. Who has the worst offensive rating? And again, it has to be uh, 25 games. 25 games. So I don't know if he's played in 25 games, but I'm going to say Blake Griffin. Oh, no. Unfortunately, not Blake it's Javon Carter. Oh, I sh- of course. Uh, I haven't thought about Javon Carter in weeks. <laughs> I know, but, I know. But uh, that that is, I should have gotten that. That makes sense, doesn't it? And then, weirdly, Cam Thomas is second worst and Millsap is third worst. There's nothing weird about that. Um, <laughs> which net, Simon, has the best defensive rating? Hmm. And I'll just tell you, um, Claxton has not played 25 games. Okay, thank you. Yeah. That, that does help. I'm going to say James Johnson. James Johnson, correct. Hey, very, right. very good. Uh, Javon Carter, two. Patty Mills, three. So Patty Mills, best offensive rating and third best defensive rating. Hey, for $6 million a year, folks. Yeah, uh, that will be reflected in his grade that we will give him shortly. <laughs> yeah. uh, or at least my grade for him. Uh, who has the worst defensive rating on the team hmm um that's a good question i guess i guess i would say cam thomas yes you nailed it buddy <laughs> uh followed and this is somewhat disconcerting by harden and then kevin durant yeah, you do not want your two best players to be two of your three worst defenders on the team. And I don't think in, in actuality, uh, at least that Kevin Durant is one of the worst defenders. I think he's pretty good. I agree. I think, right. I think the fact that he has to score 30 points a game makes him yeah, not try very he deserves, hard. He deserves <laughs> a break in minute 41 of the game when he's dragging his team. Exactly. To victory. All right. Two more questions, Simon. You're doing great. Uh, who has, and these two are weird, uh, who has the best assist to turnover ratio on the team? This oh. is some obscure stuff. Mm, interesting cue. Huh. 
Well, I'll say it's not who you would. It's not someone. I at least I would. Uh, that would come to mind right away for me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say James Johnson. Oh, very, very close. He has the second best. <sighs> Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. No, that would I never would have guessed that. And then the third is Patty Mills, which leads me to the conclusion that the assist to turnover ratio metric is a fairly useless one. <laughs> well, I mean, like James Harden would have a good assist to turnover ratio, but he has so many turnovers. Like yeah, he gets he's... 10 assists. That should be a good... You can get a lot of turnovers and still have a good assist right. turnover ratio. But, but he's he's turning it over over four times a game. Yeah. Um, tough, tough, really tough to have a good ratio uh, in that case. All right, final one, Simon. Who has the best pace on the team? And mm-hmm. I looked up on the NBA.com glossary mm-hmm. for the definition of pace. Okay. Would you like to know how they define pace? Yeah, I would. As pace. The okay. definition okay. is the term. Excellent. <laughs> so, I've always found, as I've said before, the NBA.com to be one of the most user, especially their stats section, uh-huh. to be the most unuser friendly. Like you've somehow, ste- to me anyway, as a, a bit of a Luddite, to me it's like stepping into like some like advanced like statistical course. Like I'm all of a sudden back in that um in our excel lab. class yeah yeah where i need your help to figure out what i you know what code i need to type in to which square to get the right like which which filter you need to apply in order to have the data spit out right yeah um well pace simon who do you think on the nets has the best pace i'm gonna say patty mills this is uh, basically impossible to get it's blake griffin again what followed by bruce Matt brown followed by patty mills i have no idea what that could possibly mean that was basically a trick question i'm, I'm sorry to have included it yeah that's okay. uh, uh but you passed you I got did? well you got five out of ten Okay, well, that's that's passing at UNM, maybe. But. Yeah, yeah. We grade on a curve. Oh, thank God. At maybe next time you, okay? Yeah, that's the only way I know how to how to do a midterm, William, is on a steep, <laughs> steep curve. Like, my geography class, where I'd say I understood about 30%, uh, I was given, like, a B because it was such a steep, unbelievable curve. Okay, well, why don't we turn now, Simon? Thank you for indulging me in that. Of course, that was fun. Yeah, and I think, you know, like the rebounding thing kind of reveals that maybe uh, maybe we could use some help in that department when our, our two guards are, are the leading rebounders. The field goal stuff with Bimbry, I mean, that blew me away. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Patty Mills coming in so high on both. Uh, his net rating is the best on the team. Let's just put it that way. So, oh, interesting. Um, impressive stuff from him all season, and that will factor into the grades we are about to give each and every net. Um, so let's start with I, – I, I wouldn't say I'm going from best to worst, but I'm starting with the heavy hitters, and then it trails off to the end where it's mostly the rookies. Okay. So let's start with KD. For me, it's an A plus. 
29.7 rebounds, six assists. He's an MVP candidate. He's playing 40 minutes a game. He is basically the reason why we're at all relevant right now. Uh, He's been great from start to finish this season. I I completely agree. Um, He is a shining, shining bright spot um, for your Brooklyn Nets. We've said it a million times. Is it, is it fair to say he is teacher's pet? <laughs> <laughs> it is so good to describe him that way because I'm just thinking of his like incredibly surly demeanor. <laughs> and like the, the idea that he would ever like go out of his way to be nice to a teacher. <laughs> Is yeah, very funny. Yeah, just him sitting away in the corner with his hood up, shining an apple he's about to put on the desk. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no. so he's our teacher's pet. Yeah, and I, well, I don't know what you think about this, Wayne, but I, I think through all of the, the drama that this season has had, mm-hmm. I feel like KD is still pretty positive out there. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, it seems like he's having a good, a pretty good time for him. Yeah, I mean, I I actually, I was thinking about this uh, when I was listening to some pod, one of the, you know, myriad podcasts that were obsessively breaking down that Knicks trade for, uh, I want to say Cam Thomas, but Cam Reddish. Yeah, Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish right. yeah. Se- Second best Cam in the city, as somebody <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like endlessly breaking down like what does this do for the Knicks blah 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 you know Knicks 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 and I kind of think as time goes on that as as sad as it is with Kyrie kind of having bailed on him and the Nets kind of looking in shambles at points this year I feel like Brooklyn is much better suited for KD like he can't he can largely go under the radar because nobody cares about the Nets Yes, and exact right, and, and since like he, like Kyrie takes us to like an a real a extreme extreme, but like he just feels like he would rather just play like all of his games out of sight. Yes, people like if he could just play with ten people who are all playing a game, right? <laughs> no, absolutely. Home, I mean, I that's you would really like that. He is just maniacally obsessed with playing basketball. Yeah, uh, which is amazing to see, and he, you know what, Simon, he's not about the drama. No, he hates drama. <laughs> I mean, except when it's online. Oh, except when he's bringing drama to teens who can't dribble right <laughs> or whatever he's doing. Yes, he's a complete psycho on on Twitter. But uh, uh, you know, in terms of his approach to basketball, truly admirable. A plus, teacher's pet. Thank you, KD, for everything. <laughs> Um, why don't we get this out of the way? Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving. I'm going to give them both incompletes. I, I agree with you. Yeah, incomplete. So we're just we're moving on. It's clear that they would be a better team with both of those guys, but um, we're not going to spend time grading. We we've given them extension on their midterm. Yeah. Thank. Yeah. All right. So Harden, Simon, where did you come down? I know your yours is probably going to be a harsher grade than I gave him. So what yeah, do you give? What do you I give gave him. I gave him a C minus. Um, I think that um, he just is. I mean, he definitely has not bit, lived up to expectations. Um, and if you think of that as like a C or a C plus, like coming in average, regular, he just has not 
you know, he, he, even now, you know, like even like the th- the Thunder game is like a type of game where I feel like old James Harden. He wills that team to win. E- yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like against a crappy team, even with nobody else, like he previous him would have been able to just put him on our put him on our back on his back. Yeah, I was I was considering that. I gave him a C plus, so slightly higher. But you know, he's he's is averaging twenty three points. He's averaging a team best eight rebounds and a team best ten assists, and he has a positive plus minus. It's a disappointing season, no doubt. But he's still ultimately been pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's it's like if right if 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 he was Javon Carter. Right. And We're, like having an amazing year, would it, you know, like this year, it would have been, you know, yeah, a plus. Right. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I know uh, we're great. We're both grading on a curve. Yeah. If the, if the, if the uh, center of that curve is how he's played like the last five years, then right. yeah, you got to go below that for sure. But right. I don't know. When you, when you're leading a team in rebounds and assists as the point guard, well, I guess assists, you should lead the team, but rebounds and you're the second leading scorer. I don't know. I feel like you got to get a little above a, a C. So he also just like, I mean, he had a great game against the Bulls and. I I just think it adds more to the like mental like he he had like sixteen or something assists. Mm-hmm. That's the James Harden that he wants to be now. Like I think he just wants to be the person dishing like crazy um, to the Kyries and the KDs of the world. And he shot five for eight from three, which yeah he was doesn't. right. He he was fantastic doesn't the whole hurt. you know he he got a ton of free throws. He was great, but there's just a a mental load off when he feels like you know he 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 doesn't have to be the the um the big star have you um picked up on the increasingly loud rumblings about the sixers sort oh, of yeah. maneuvering to free up enough space to sign james harden in the summer yeah. be careful what you wish for <laughs> uh no i mean it would be it would suck to lose him but i i mean it's like like a James Harden to this. So you would have James Harden. You would have, presumably you would still have, uh, fuck. Um, um, Durant. Who, who is the coach? Sorry. Oh, uh, doc rivers, doc rivers. And like, you're replacing one guy who's notoriously terrible in the playoffs for another guy. who's notoriously terrible in the playoffs and is 30 will be 33 at that point. Like, Again, I I would rather James Harden sign with us. I'd rather him be our burden than the Sixers. But I still, I increasingly that would not be like a huge like obvious coup to me. Yeah, I know. I I I am starting to get the feeling, and and I am I am more of a Harden believer than you. But I am starting to get the feeling that he, because of how much we gave up to get him, yeah. he is about to become our Russell Westbrook. Like yeah. we're gonna have to give him the bag. He's gonna make more money than anyone's ever made, and about a year and a half into it, he is going to become basically untradeable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I hope that that's wrong. <laughs> but you too. know, like we gave uh, like Jared Allen, the guy we're about to go get ramen with. We right. don't have him because of James Harden. We don't right. have Karis Levert. We don't have picks for the rest of time. Right. Um, 
so you kind of have to keep him. But yeah, I think it, an argument can be made that uh, we might be lucky if Philly Philly takes him from us. Yeah. All right, Nick Claxton, coach, come in. Nick Claxton, what'd you give Nick Claxton? Uh, Nicky C. <sighs> I gotta tell you, I I also gave him a C minus. Um, I I have been kind of disappointed with him. I mean, a lot of it's injuries, which is is unfair to pin on him. But I just don't. I, I don't know. Like, I, I I find myself very interested in what Daron Sharp can bring, which is kind of silly, uh, based on like two games of actual playing time, two or three games of actual playing time. But I think it's that he's so different from Nick Claxton that. I, I just I'm annoyed by Nick. I find myself being annoyed by Nick Claxton. The fact that he doesn't set screens as we've talked about, he doesn't rebound, he is constantly hurt. He but I mean and he is great defensively and I'm I'm probably being overly mean, but he just does certain things that are real triggers for me. Yeah, I gave him a C. Uh, okay. in spite of him being probably still my favorite net. Mm. Um, I think he's shown monster upside flashes, both offensively and, of course, we've we already knew defensively he was great. Um, but yeah, I think this the grade's largely about availability. It's a problem, like being sick, being injured. The conditioning stuff is weird. Yeah. Um. So we haven't gotten to see enough consistency over a long enough stretch for me to give him anything other than a C. It's been a disappointing season for sure. Yeah. Though there have been again tonight. Uh, there have been there have been flashes though. Yeah. All right, Patty Mills. Yes. Uh what are you giving him? Uh I give him an an A. An A. Uh, yeah, I gave him an A minus. Okay, okay. He's our best net rating guy. I think he'd be an incredible sixth man. Yeah. The problem is he's often being asked to do too much. He's yes. a really, I mean, in the role of him being in a bigger role than he should be, he's a really inefficient scorer. I think were he limited to being a sixth man, he could be way more efficient, right? Yeah. And he, I mean, you saw a little bit of that when he got to play 21 minutes when Kyrie played. Exactly. He would be, that's why I gave him the A minus, right? Because basically he's being asked to do more than he can do. Yeah. Um, and he can't, he's just not that. He's not a starting level guy. If he were a sixth or seventh guy, uh, I think he'd be an A plus addition and has the possibility to do that if Joe Harris um, finds, seeks outside medical help and Kyrie Irving <laughs> um, is able to uh, get his way because he's uh, wealthy. Right. Um, exactly. And Joe Sai could get his way. Um Right. Yeah. So I, <clears throat> I agree. Uh, uh, I, I think, I think um, it's, just, I mean, it's the fact that we also, for me, got him for an incredibly reasonable $6 million uh, is another cherry on top. Yeah. He's a, he's, he's on a great contract. Uh, next guy, Simon, he's my first F. I uh -oh. only have two F's. Uh, first F I'm giving out goes to Blake Griffin. <laughs> He's averaging a career low in points, rebounds, and assists. 
And at this point, I don't think it's unfair to say that literally the only thing he can do is draw charges. <laughs> um, and dive on the ground. You, you saw some real dives there in the Chicago game. Sure. He, he's, he's a lunch pail guy now. Uh, Blake is washed. He can't make a three to save his life. Uh, it's, it's been a disaster this season and a, and a big disappointment. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to give the guy an F just cause I, yeah, I, I feel bad for it cause he, he is giving effort. I'm, I'm, I'd love to give him an E for effort. Sure. <laughs> uh, but I'll give him a D. D minus. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I, I just feel bad because he is, you know, he in. Okay, he, listen. If the only thing you can do is draw a charge, <laughs> you're not doing anything. <laughs> you know, like they you co- should. What? I, I, it's it is incredible to see him like reach for rebounds. Yeah, because he has no lift. Mm-mm. Like it looks like the way. Like, this is a former Skywalker. Yes, it's, but like the rim just looks so far away. Yeah, no, I mean, I honestly think I could do a relatively similar job to Blake Griffin on the court right oh, now. Oh, William, come on, that guy's diving. I can dive. <laughs> You're gonna get your knees. I mean, up. he re- he just looks like an old guy playing pickup basketball. He 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 <laughs> reaches for rebounds, does not jump for them. He tries to, you know be a pest by diving and 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 taking charges but he can't he has no no ability any longer to do anything he chucks threes never makes them never yeah. makes them never i mean a, a atrocious you you just know it's a turnover when he shoots the ball yeah i mean he's 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 washed can we can we agree on that yes and if you're washed i don't know how you you don't deserve an f i'll just go to my other f right now paul Millsap. Another oh, F. Ouch. An F-bomb for Paul Millsap. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I don't know I don't know what we were hoping would happen. He sucked the last couple seasons in Denver, <laughs> uh, and somehow he's even worse now. Um, He is definitely worse. Because, again, like, I, I feel like he had some juice in – in Denver. Oh, juice is the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> you could say veteran savvy. Right. You could say, you know, like uh, he 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 knew his role and and oh, yeah. and played it out. But now, well, I mean, what what do we what what what's your biggest ambition for the guy at this point to just to not fall over on the court? Okay, William. First of all, nobody sets ah, a screen better than Paul Millsap on this team. Um, number two, he um, he yeah he he he's, he does like the fun. He does your box outs. He knows where to be on the court. Um, you know, I, I gave him another D. Uh, it's not like I have a great grade for him, and I I, I was really looking forward to to him. I thought I know. we got a real you, steal there. You and uh, your boy Steve Lichtenstein are uh, are big fans of the guy. Yes, he's a bum. Uh, I hope he doesn't <laughs> come back next year. I can't imagine he will. Maybe uh, coaching. 
Yeah, I mean, definitely he he won't want to come back any more than we want him to to, to be out. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, sure, he's probably furious that he's not getting playing time. Yeah, well, um, I can live with his anger on that one. <laughs> uh, all right, Simon, let's go to another aging big, Lamarcus Aldridge. Okay, I gave him an A minus. Hey, um, B plus, B plus for me. Great offensive season for the big man. Absolutely. Absolute killer for mid range. I think he's a fantastic backup big. Um, but I, I, I get a little nervous when he becomes our starting center. Yeah. Uh, defensively, yep. very, very limited. Yes. Um, it, and it, you know, big, big concerns. But as you know, uh, a strong capable offensive center off the bench fine yeah i i i have been very very pleasantly surprised by oh him. yeah of the blake lamarcus paul Millsap. there i mean there's just there's no question lamarcus has vastly outperformed the other three definitely or other um, two, sorry and uh speaking of nets injuries and nets medical staff keep an eye nets fans on that quote-unquote sore foot that has kept him out for more than a week. Yeah. Um, uh, next, next Woj bomb. Nets medical <laughs> staff has put tourniquet on Paul, uh, on LaMarcus Aldridge, rendering <laughs> left leg no longer existent. <laughs> right. So, sore foot amputated. Um, so anyway, LaMarcus, run, don't walk away from that medical staff. Um, right. you're no doubt not that injured foot right. and and find someone else to help you out yeah all right next guy simon this is my one other a plus oh doctor so kd got an a plus and the other teacher's pet uh deandre bimbry oh wow i didn't know you were such a bimbry head huge bimbry fan i mean he's we 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 have had without question the best Bimbri experience you could possibly have. So Bimbri gives you a ton of energy on the court. He gives you a ton on defense and he's a crafty guy who can work off ball offensively. Right. Yeah. Um, and we have gotten a season where by a complete fluke, He's shooting okay. That's the one thing that has kept <laughs> him from being a relevant NBA player. And by a complete fluke we have gotten the guy who is literally the best shooter this season on our team yeah uh amazing incredible i don't think it's gonna this is this is an a plus based on past performance this has nothing to do with what my future expectations are but if we can get a guy who's a a rangy wing who can shoot the lights out as we've gotten from bimbry this year then uh i i gotta reward that with an a plus Absolutely. Well, so I am giving him an A minus, um, and I'll tell you why. The only reason it's not even really his fault, but they've got him playing at like the small forward, sometimes power forward position, and he gets like three rebounds a game. Mm. Uh, now he's six five. You know, you you'd probably want a few more rebounds than that, but but ultimately he's like a size of a guard. Um, but so so I so I, I knock him a bit for that, but I agree with you. He's been good, and you know what? I would 
here's my little guess Aroni William, is that I think he will benefit from the games where Kyrie gets to play because he is great in the open court. He can really um, move it down, uh, yeah, up he, and down the court. He plays with pace, like Blake Griffin. Yes, exactly. All right, next guy, James Johnson. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm going to give him a B for bringing some defensive toughness out there. Absolutely. Uh, decent enough shooting, decent role player. I could see him falling out of the rotation when everyone's healthy, but to this point, played pretty well. Yeah, it's. In- I mean, it's interesting who is and isn't washed on this team. Yeah. Because <laughs> if I had to guess, I would say James Johnson was fully washed. And it, while certainly I don't want to overstate things, it's not like he comes out here and lights the world on fire. Um, but he's fine, like you're saying. Like yeah. He, you know. He's a B. He, he's a B. I, yeah, he's like I, an 84. 84 on the test. Totally. 83 or 84. He's, he's like... He and Nick Claxton are kind of the only two bigs we have. I mean, to call James Johnson a big is a sign of our big situation. But um, but who can, like, switch relatively um, tough, gritty. He's a pretty good passer, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I like him. I like him Yeah, I do, too. Uh, all right. This next one's hard for me. Bruce Brown. Uh-oh. I'm down on Bruce Brown. I'm down, down, down. Not a great season for the Brucinator. I'm giving him a D, Simon. Oh, no. And it hurts me to say this because, uh, you know, I uh, I love the guy. But he has the second worst plus minus on the team. He has basically fallen out of the rotation. Yes. Um, and... Bimbry is kind of a facsimile of the guy, but he's just a little bit taller and better at shooting. Yeah. Um, now, I would say to your comments about Bimbry maybe not rebounding that well, Brown is a better rebounder For than sure. Bimbry. Um, but that's really the only thing he's done better. And as a result, he, as I said, is not really in the rotation. And that. I got it. That's gonna that's gonna affect your overall grade, buddy. So you got a you got a D from me, Brucey. Yeah, but, I gave but him, there's room to grow. Room to grow. Sure, I, I gave him a C C minus. C minus. Yeah, he's at, he's at a sixty seven for me. So he's he's getting close. He's he has the full of possibility to move up into the the C's and B's later. Yeah, and I think it, <clears throat> it remains to be seen how much of the David Duke Jr. types um, we continue to see. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he could definitely be in the, in the rotation, um, when, and if that experiment ends, uh, one person to look out for though, who I feel like might be taking some of his minutes is Kessler Edwards, Kessler Edwards, who I gave Simon an A to, Oh, wowie, we were, could this be the three and D wing of the future? <laughs> it might, I mean, he looks the part. He, he's sort of like uh, like I've always been a Cam Reddish fanatic just based on like how he looks. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, Kessler Edwards does look like a rangy, good at defense wing. I mean, I, and he is good at defense for mm-hmm. sure. Um, the shooting, I am not sure how he was able to shoot that well. Like even me, uh, a not certainly not a, an expert scout. 
like the way both how long it takes him to shoot a three and the way he shoots a three is noticeably different from other NBA players to me. Like it is a very weird three point shot for somebody who, again, did shoot well from three um, in college. But uh, but yeah, I, I like Kessler and I I think he's, you know, I think it's like, at least you know, uh, the brief times we've seen him is kind of an exciting uh, option out there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what'd you give him? Uh, I don't actually have a grade for him, but I, I will come up with one on the fly. I'll say A. Yeah, he, get, he gets A's game. from us. A's from yeah. us. All right. Um, Javon Carter. Oh, yeah. He got a oh, D minus from me. D minus? You got to give that motherfucker an F. No, like, he's not Blake Griffin bad. Oh, to me, he, I mean, again, he, oof, I, Every time I see Javon Carter, it boils my <laughs> – he just like – he's just never, ever, ever going to hit a shot. No, his, his, his shot is broke this season for it sure. He's so bad and he just sort of, you know – and he shoots so much. Listen. Somebody who – Listen, I'm not – but he's still – you can still see that he's a an NBA player out there. I don't think I. I'm gonna tell you this, William. I will be shocked if he has an NBA contract next year. That's my prediction. That's my hot, uh, hot take. All right, all right. Uh, this is getting too hot. We got to move on to the next guy, Cam <laughs> Thomas. Okay. Game of B plus. Great. Um, hey, he's I, had excellent moments. Yeah. Throughout the season, that game winner, uh, and he's shown some flashes of doing more than just just scoring. Not a lot of flashes, but occasional. Yeah. It, he continues it sh- to shock me at how bad his actual stats are, his per-game stats mm, are. Yeah, his per-game stats are bad. The advanced numbers say the Nets are much, much worse when he's on the court, <laughs> uh, which is why I'm not giving him an A. But I've liked everything I've seen from Camp Thomas. The confidence, the swagger, the real scoring ability. Uh, but but he's a rookie, so you're not going to uh, you know expect him to be uh, advanced metrics god right now yeah i mean it, he's an interesting right he 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 i give him a b i i think his impact um which gets at what you're kind of saying with with like his, his game winning shot and and you know just provides some energy off, off the bench yeah is uh is a, a bit more than i was expecting Definitely. And final guy, I'm not doing David Duke Jr. I just can't bring myself to do it. I don't care. Okay. Um, he's is he he's not even on a full contract. No, right? he's, he's a two way. So is Kessler Edwards. But yeah. Yeah, but we both. Well, I mean, we apparently really like Kessler Edwards. <laughs> um, sorry, David Duke Jr. Uh, but Dayron Sharp will be our final one. Oh yeah. Um, you want to know what my grade for Dayron Sharp is? A plus. A plus. <laughs> I love Daron Sharp. I love him too. Uh, I gave I him mean, a B plus, but I, I mean, it might as well be an A plus. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy just does like he's an amazing. But he's like every bit the the bench guy that um, uh, who is the dancing guy? Theo Pinson. Theo Pinson was. But like he can actually contribute on the court and doesn't enrage you. His PER is twenty one point six. I just saw. Uh, that, <laughs> that's probably smoothly. right. He's better than LeBron James right. apparently. Exactly. Um, 
No, but the guy rebounds. He has an incredibly high motor. Um, and he's tough. He doesn't clearly. He doesn't know really how to play defense without fouling at this point. But he's out there trying, and like appears to be a set of steady hands that that James Harden can throw to. Like I, I was quite enticed by their their two man game in that Bulls game. Uh, again, has played in very few games, sixteen games it looks like, and almost all of those were garbage time. Yeah, I would say uh, I would say I, I've been most impressed by his touch. Around yeah. the around the basket and his rebounding, both offensively and defensively, he's yeah. a dog out there, and we could obviously use that again. Uh, Harden is our leading rebounder. Katie is our second leading rebounder. We need a we need a guy who can get rebounds. Yeah, and he averages four in nine point seven minutes. No, I know, I love him. Nothing not to like about Dayron Sharp. I just hope he is not trade fodder because I bet other teams are going to be asking about him. Oh, if, they, if they've been drinking the sharp juice as much as yeah. you and I, there's no one that they won't put on the table for sharp. For a sharp and Edwards package, do you think that's enough for Damian Lillard? I mean, that guy if, is if, a bum. If the if, he, the if the Blazers need to build around two young core pieces, you could do a lot worse than Kessler Edwards and Dayron. Yeah, then then a rim runner and a three and D wing. Where have I heard those sort of cornerstone pieces before? <laughs> I hear I hear those are pretty important for teams. Um. All right, Simon. This was a very fun exercise. I think we were fair. Yeah. You didn't oh. give any Fs? Oh, you did give one F to Javon. Javon Carter. Javon Carter's yours. Mine are, are Blake and and uh, no Millsap. Staff. That said, there isn't a DeAndre Jordan on this team no. for me. There's not a guy I just hate uh, that drives me crazy when, when he's put in the game. Um you know, Millsap's getting close to that for me. <laughs> oh come on! But he Look doesn't get screen. enough. He doesn't get enough PT to really get too far under my skin. And he okay, but he and he also tries. <laughs> that was the thing. Javon Carter tries too. Like that. That was the thing with DeAndre. It still is as he's on the Lakers. Like he doesn't try. Well, speaking of DeAndre, worthless fucking Jordan. Uh huh. That reminds me of the guy we got rid of because we had DeAndre Jordan, Jarrett Allen. Yes. Uh, we are going to get some ramen with Jarrett Allen in Cleveland again because we're playing Cleveland. But just to stick with this DeAndre thing, how much worse does the DeAndre Jordan signing look in retrospect now that Jarrett Allen is very close to making his first All-Star game? Yeah. It's it's great. Well, it's great for him, but how yeah. awful is it for us? Well, it's yeah, it's bad for us. It's bad for us. It, I mean, it, it is bad, bad but... is it's a catastrophe. <laughs> I mean, we've said it a million times. I think we both would would rather have seen Joe Harris go in that. In, in, in I, at least for me, in retrospect, I can't say that I would have said that before. Uh, Jared Allen would fit really perfectly on this team but as soon as deandre came to this team you could just tell there was uh what is the an axe hanging over his head um yeah is it an axe yeah i think so anyway something ominous was hanging over his head implying that he was soon to be beheaded 
and he very much was. We got rid of Jared Allen because we had DeAndre Jordan, who was just so obviously um, never going to be good at basketball again in the NBA. Um, proved to be. Was never good for the Nets for a single second that we had him. Um, is a complete disaster. We had to do all kinds of things to get rid of him. Now he's on another team and not playing a single second because even they can realize he's he's terrible. Um, it's just it's just really sad. And now we have what Jared Allen, one of the two best centers in the in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, he's. He's um, but it's yeah, it's quite it's quite the thing, and the scoring is most impri- surprising to me. Really, I think the rebounds are kind of because <clears throat> that was always the knock. That was Steve Lichtenstein's thing. He's like, I like DJ because he gets in there and gets your rebounds. Yeah, get no, your rebounds. That's true. I mean, it was it it just, but yeah, it, it just I I guess what I'm thinking is like. You could see the rebounding improving if he got bigger and he did get – like he's grown into a regular man, not a 19-year-old. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean I, I think – and he like looks like a normal-sized center now, whereas before he was uh, a beanpole. Um, <laughs> he was quite thin. He was a uh, Nick Claxton type. Right, right. Um, and now, he yes, he, he looks strong, tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he really, he did it and he, you know, people were skeptical, including me of the hundred million dollar contract, which now seems, you know, reasonable. So, uh, with his hundred million dollar contract, he has very graciously agreed to take Simon and I out to a very nice looking ramen restaurant in Cleveland. Uh, for those of you who are perhaps new to our podcast, Simon and I, often like to peruse menus um, of, well, restaurants. Uh, you know, that's who has menus, right? Yeah, that's right. Good uh, description. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to go out for a hypothetical meal with our main man, Jared Allen, uh, in Cleveland because the Nets will be there and this will in some way reveal some underlying things about um, Cleveland and the Cavs and whether we think we have any chance of beating them. Okay. All right. So, Simon, what are you going to start? Where are we going, first of all? And why did you pick this place? To Otani Noodle and we're going to their downtown location which is just a few minute walk from the arena. I forget what I, I wrote it in our email here. Um, the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Um, oh, yeah. I think Dan Gilbert, that's his company, right? Yes, it is. Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse Arena. Sorry. I don't know why Fieldhouse is in there as well as Arena. But Do you think there's any chance that um, Barclays Center ever becomes Alibaba? Uh, yeah, maybe. I, I feel like maybe Joe Sai is trying to distance himself from from Alibaba these days as it uh, finds itself in the crosshairs of Chinese regulators. But, um, but yeah, maybe. Um, it would be a better name than Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. Rocket's kind of cool. Yeah. But then you get mortgage in there and it kind of 
kind of ruins the vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he. Um, so what drew the, what drew you to Otani Noodle? The reason I picked this next Nets Nation is because many many years ago, Jared Allen posted an adorable tweet um, asking people for their favorite ramen place in New York City. <clears throat> he then later that night posted a picture of food from the winner and you know said thanks to everyone like in this just like. Incredibly wholesome, incredibly Jared Allen-y um, thing, and the and uh, so I, I thought we'd go out for some some wholesome, uh, uh, lovely ramen. <coughs> All right, no better city in the world to get ramen than Cleveland. I will say the prices are right at this place. The prices are right, and honestly, I have now my feeling on food, William, is that it breaks down much more. Um, uh, much more distinctly in terms of um, not so much where you are, but whether you're in a city, a suburb, or a rural area. Okay, so what what would the distinctions be? Like city, you're going to get something with a little nuance. Exactly, city you're getting city you're getting like there are two ramen of this one. Like if you t- if you type in Cleveland ramen place, there are many 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 options. Yeah, okay. in a city where I know, you know, us, us Brooklynites turn our nose up at, like, it's still a city. It still has, right. like... A lot of your, your, your Christian brethren are out there. <laughs> in Cleveland? I bet there, I bet those pe- folks are out in the, the rurals. But, okay. but yes, yes. A lot of, a lot, right, a lot of uh, uh, people who have, who have heard the, the calling. But, um, <laughs> but I, 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 and... Like suburbs, right? We were just in Long Island. Like that is your like checkers, chain, exactly. Boston your, Market, exactly. TGIF. Sure, okay. And then your rural area, your rural jury. You'll have you'll have you'll have your fast food, I suppose. But but it to me, it's it's distinct. Sort of thing is like like uh you know like. Grandma Mimi's like feedback, like those kind of places that are just like been around since 1908, and she makes the best. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you have the. There's at least a possibility in this um, in this hypothetical rural area of getting like a real diamond in the rough, you know. Right. Like there's at least a chance that you're going to get some pretty good food, whereas in your in your suburb, you're you're. I mean, it's going to be good, but it's going to be checkers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so what are you getting for an appetizer? Oh, shit. Uh, okay, um, I'm gonna get the um, I'm gonna get the curry fish balls. Mm. Uh, I've never really had a fish ball, but these fish balls um, look pretty good. They are fish balls simmered in curry sauce. Uh, four pieces. Um, looks like they're in. Yeah, this lovely looking sort of yellowy uh, curry sauce um, that spills out onto the little mini plate they've got there. Looks, uh, you know, exciting. Well, I don't have images on mine, Simon, because I did a printout of their. Oh, okay. Of the uh, anyway, don't don't worry about it. It's PDF now. Um, I'm not a big curry fan. Oh, all right. Oh, jeez. 
Are you? I like curry, yeah. <laughs> wow. That got a great reaction. Here's the thing. Okay. Cool. <laughs> to each his own, man. <laughs> I said ouch. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. I'm going to get the seaweed salad. Uh, a classic choice. Yeah. Just a healthy seaweed forward dish for me. I love the texture on a seaweed I love, salad. I love seaweed salad. Uh, I've never had a seaweed salad I don't like. Um, I like it with sesame seeds on it. I like it without sesame seeds on it. You can't, you can't give me a sesame a seaweed salad. I'm not into. I agree. I've never, I've never had one that that wasn't good. All right. So, what are you getting for your main dish? Okay, folks. I am. I'm gonna get the Jigoku ramen, which is a spicy, spicy ramen. Um. Uh, ramen noodles served with spicy tonkatsu soup with ramen noodles topped with scallion. They've said ramen noodles several times. I assure you, I am not the one doing that. Uh, with scallions, kikuraj. I don't know what that is. Um, mushroom, seaweed, corn, and a seasoned boiled egg. Mm, I love a boiled egg. Yeah, me too. I, Simon, uh, am jealous. That sounds great. I think were we really there, I might do that as well. But we're not. So I'm going to get the tomato fried chicken udon bowl. Oh, okay. Huge fan of udon. Mm. Much prefer an udon noodle to a ramen noodle. Okay. Always have, always will. It's fried chicken cutlet served with tomato soup base. Okay, that's out there. With udon topped with scallions, seaweed. There we go again. I think I think our listeners know how I feel about seaweed. <laughs> Corn, kikuraj mushroom, and onions. I too do not know what a kikuraj mushroom is. I assume we're both grossly mispronouncing it. Yes. But I'm intrigued. I there are very few mushrooms I don't like. I agree. I don't think I've ever had one. What I don't like. What's your favorite mushroom? Great question. Uh, hmm. I, I'm trying to think if there's like, I mean, um, I get, what's the ones where they get like a big mushroom cap? Portobello. Portobello. I think probably Portobello. Okay. Interesting. I uh what you, would yours you, be? <laughs> I can I can I can ask your question your obvious question to me for you if you want. <laughs> um th- I like a smaller a smaller one. Uh-huh. Uh maybe like a shiitake. Ah, uh, shiitake's a great one. Can I actually change mine? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> portobello's got it's too big and wet. Well, it doesn't but well, you can slice it and that is nice it. Yeah, for um, sure, for sure. But but I forgot. I think probably my favorite is wood ear. Ooh, wood ear. Yeah, that's amazing. I've had a wood ear. I think. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. No, shiitake's not really mine. I just can't think of like you know. Yeah, we're not mushroom heads. We're not mushroom heads. We're not. We're, we aren't. Um, but we like. We're appreciators. Yes. But we're not scholars of of species of mushrooms. Exactly. Um. 
I think if we had to give grades to every variety of mushroom, most of mine would be A's. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I wouldn't necessarily know them all, as you said, but but no, I. But I if agree. someone if someone plated and labeled yes. every kind of mushroom and I ate it, I think they'd all get an A. I think that's totally right. I agree with you. I mean, I'm sure there are mushrooms in existence that I don't like. They're just so varied a species, you know? Yeah. So there's there's surely a bad tasting one out there. I just haven't met it yet. Right. I agree. And, you know, a cremini done, poor, like if you get a canned cremini, mm. uh, that's not nice. Creminis, those are like your, your regulars. Yeah, like your white mushroom, what you're going to get on most, most pizzas, stuff right. like that. Right, yeah. That's not nice. If you get like a pickled white mushroom. Oh, I actually like them pickled. Mm. But I do not like them raw. Yes. No, I, yeah, I, right. I like like in mushrooms. a salad? Yeah. I, ugh. No, not nice. Saute it. Yes, exactly. Put exactly. some butter in a pan. Heat it up. Exactly. Put a little salt in there. A little pepper, pepper. <laughs> or don't forget your soy sauce. The, the classic William... Williams mushrooms. Get a little pepper, pepper. Little blood from the hands. <laughs> All right. Um, do you think Jared's enjoying this meal? By the way. Yes, because that guy is a very accommodating, very understanding guy. He is. He is. Um, and there aren't desserts on my menu. Are there on yours? No, but there are bubble teas. Do you have bubble teas? Perhaps we could. Perhaps we could. Have a bubble tea for dessert. Okay. What 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 kind of bubble tea are you gonna get? I'm gonna have a strawberry bubble tea. Ooh. Okay. Exciting. Um, what are some other options since my menu lacks? Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, so they have um, taro bubble tea, which I will no, tell you I'm I out. Know what that is? I'm okay. out. There's Thai bubble tea. Okay. Mango. Oh. Now we're talking my language. Honeydew. No, thank you. Green tea. Okay. And uh, regular. Okay, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do uh, wild and get mango. Ah, very nice. You're gonna enjoy that. Yeah. Um. I. I have maybe had bubble tea one time. Oh. Have Have you? Had it multiple I've had times? it several times. I find the actual bubbles, the 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 the, um, the tapioca things, like distracting, mm-hmm. and I'm scared that I'm gonna like choke on them. Uh huh. Um. So I would actually prefer, but I like the actual tea. Like it's just very sugary tea, which is great. By my. Uh, Do you ever put just buy a bubble tea, put it through a strainer? <laughs> Get the tapioca out. Get the tapioca I mean, I, out I of there. Think, I think you can order it without the tapioca. But then um, you're not. I mean, come on. It's like right. ordering pizza without cheese. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> I would disagree with that because I do think the best part of the boba is not the actual balls. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, but it is fundamental to the dish. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to get at. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I have not run it through a strainer. You haven't? Okay. Uh, are you considering it for next time? I I don't trust myself to, to be able to do that. It would be a mess, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be a huge mess. Now, do you have a strainer? Yes. You're confident of that? We have a strainer. I don't I think it's for... Boba like, purposes? Right. It's like 
usually for pasta. Do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Most strainers are. Simon, <laughs> we're going to convert that strainer for you. Right. Um, is there a boba tea place in your area? Probably, but I don't know what it is. But I would guess that there's got to be walking right? distance. There's a place I could get boba. Yeah, boba tea. Boba yeah. tea. Uh, maybe we should meet for boba tea one day. I would, I would love that, William. Yeah, me too. I think that sounds nice. Uh, I'll, I'll bring the strainer. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Did I'll you bring... want it without them? No, no, no. No, no, no. no I've no, got no. my own strainer. <laughs> I brought my strainer. Don't worry. But it would be, it'd be kind of fun, you know, just to snack on the on the tapiocas uh, as a side dish, you know. I, again, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I think actually stripped of their sort of fun tea presence. Yeah. yeah. Like they're just sort of slimy, like gel- gelatinous. Well, it removes the threat of choking, which you mentioned earlier. That's true, right? That is a definite plus. Yeah. So then you can you can really, you know, confront whether it's the tapioca ball itself or yeah. the or the death threat that Choking, they pose yeah. um that you have issues with right but you understand how it's weird to me like you, you're sucking in a liquid you're oh, drinking completely. a liquid and then, it's and dangerous then it's, yeah and then you're just like oh okay now i'm chewing now i'm chewing yeah no 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 i've never understood it uh i, I frankly don't don't think it should be allowed yeah um, but apparently it hasn't affected enough people for, for them to be shut down. <laughs> no, right. Or maybe a... big, big tapioca's just muzzling the vast number of people who have been negatively impacted. Right. By they're, they're, mas- they're massaging the, uh, the mortality rate. Of exactly. Boba drinkers. Uh, Pfizer lizers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, what, Simon, would you say and what is going to be our longest episode of all time? Um, what would you say we have learned about the Cleveland Cavaliers who we will be facing at some point this week and our relative chances of beating them after having dined at this fine ramen restaurant? Um, I would say that... We, we've learned that they are actually a surprisingly cosmopolitan team. Mm-hmm. One with uh, <sighs> nuance and style that... Uh, and swag. And swag that um, that us uh, truly urban elites um, <laughs> didn't appreciate. Right. <clears throat> How do you think we're going to do against the Cavs, in all honesty? Um... I think we'll beat them. It's on we, the road. Yeah, we have a pretty light schedule this week. That was the best team that we faced this week. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as you said, we now lose to the Portlands and the Thunders of the world. But yeah. Yeah, we we have... have <laughs> yeah, and apparently we lose every game in Barclays Center. Right, right. That's our that's our real curse. That that's our real uh, no go zone. Is the place we play half our game. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Simon, it has been an absolute pleasure um, recording with you. Would you do me the favor of imploring our listeners to rate, review, and, and maybe reach out and touch Gates? 
Yes, absolutely. Folks, please rate and review us um, wherever you're getting this podcast. Uh, please give us five stars um, and send us comments, questions, thoughts uh, at maybe next time uh, on Twitter and Instagram or um, um, celebrities we could interview. Right. So celebs. Yeah. Give it, give us some ideas there. I've really dropped the ball. You have dropped the ball on that. I was thinking maybe we could try to get, um, Jordana Clark, the, the woman who writes all the fan sided nets articles. Oh, sure. You might want to reach out to her. Sure. Um, but that's not a celebrity. We're talking the Dak Shepherds. We're talking the Matthew Lillards. We're talking the, um, who else were we talking? Uh, Ethan Hawks, the Ethan Hawks, right, right. Um, yeah. So, 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 send your ideas, your thoughts on that. Maybe next time at gmail dot com. Uh, and yes, uh, thanks for listening. Mina Kimes, Mina Kimes, yeah. Steve Madden, <laughs> yeah. Would love to get Steve Madden on. Me too, buddy. Um. All right. Thank you all for listening. We have had an absolute pleasure recording with you for the last one hour and 21 minutes. Uh, We can't wait to do it again very, very soon um, when the Nets have hopefully won three more games. And until then, we'll go ahead and see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording. Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read If you like pina colada